when looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends! With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out. To contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536. That's what I'm talking about. Thinking your day is bad and really looking to make it worse? Why not try downloading this new classic set of music that will be dropping so far off the charts there's bound to be injuries. Now that's what I call depressing. It's gonna make those who are even close to having the slightest glimmer of hope wanna jump off the highest of planks. For those that are getting Now That's What I Call Depressing, you'll be getting that song that reminds you of that relationship with those cougars, Wrinkled Ladies. For those who weren't really into cougars, but those who had that special friend while in Sail Black 2B, we got for you this clusterfuck that will put you in therapy for years to come. With cheeks wide open. Who the fuck writes this shit? Oh hell, we're still recording this commercial. Always with you, it cannot be done. Those that rather have it out than in. This loaded hit will be dropping soon. Farthing in the USA. For those who place their order by calling or ordering online, the next hundred folks will receive their choice of either a noose of good quality that won't snap, an installation of a new outlet next to your bathtub so you can now blow dry your hair in a full tub. Or the choice of the right gang to just beat the fuck out of you. Call us today at 1-800-FUCK-THIS.
is Jake the Snake Roberts. You're listening to Crazy Train Radio. a couple days ago from this recording, uh, the first episode, which was a two-part episode for season two of Dark Side of the Ring had premiered, and obviously social media is a buzz about it, the episode was on Chris Benoit, but however, for those who, for whatever reason, live under a rock, Dark Side of the Ring, Vice TV, it's... I would say like the Wizard of Oz, and I know I'm going to get better for this, the Wizard of Oz of TV wrestling documentaries in terms of it lists the veil on some of the most controversial topics of the industry. Right now on the phone, he's a writer, producer, director. He's got many different hats, especially in these uh, interesting times in the world. Evan Husky. How are we doing, sir? Evan, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Great. So, uh, well, I'll start with that, uh, what I just mentioned there. With such interesting times that we're in, and I have heard rumblings that you guys are still working on season two. How are we doing with putting everything together and whatnot with not being able to be in the office, so to say? It's a little bit of a challenge, but we are we are managing. Uh, we are basically still delivering the last few episodes to air uh, right now, and so you know it's a lot of editing at home, writing at home. Uh, we even have our, our our color correction guy and our sound mixer basically working from home. So yeah, it's, it's all being done remotely. And then uh, those uh, last few episodes will be delivered, and then we should be good to go. But, um, yeah, we basically had to transition our entire production uh, to our homes uh, in order to finish this. So we're, we're uh, pushing forward. Yeah, so what well, a good thing about that, too, is luckily we're in an age where we have the technology to be able to do such a thing. So. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even probably a few years ago, it wouldn't have been possible with uh, a lot of the, the size of files that we're dealing with and stuff, you know, 4K footage and everything. So it's definitely, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I'm still crossing my fingers that it'll all work, but uh, we're trying our best. Yeah, it made me chuckle, actually, because I'll bring this up, too, which is new for season two, that Chad Gethard, a comedian, long-time wrestling fan, is uh, doing a after show, so to speak, like you see with other shows such as Walking Dead, stuff on After Buzz TV, whatnot, but specifically for Dark Side of the Ring. And he had a line, because I saw the episode the other day, was he, he was telling Tommy and Chavo, as in Chavo Guerrero Jr. and Tommy Dreamer, he goes, this ain't just some fan baiting and switching, this is actually a TV show, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, it's been it's been really cool to see the After Dark show come together. Uh, uh, Vice TV approached us. It, was, it seems like probably about a month ago, or maybe a little bit more, um, just with the idea. And it was really flattering to, you know, have them want to produce, you know, a, a bonus show, uh, you know, about our show, and that was just really cool. And then they asked us about just different host ideas, and uh, <clears throat> I had I actually wasn't familiar with with uh, Chris Gethard's work, but when I asked a lot of friends uh, and, and a lot of other fellow wrestling fans, uh, a lot of them recommended him as a guy who, you know, has would be a good tonal fit only because he's a big wrestling fan. He always has been, but he also, as a comedian, isn't afraid to explore, you know, um, just like really human, difficult subjects, and like even through his comedy. And so I felt like, you know, yeah, he, he, he sounded like a good kind of fit for, 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 for the show. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, the human side of things and just things that might be really sensitive, and yes, they are to an extent, uh, especially when you look at the human side of things. Let me bring up the two episodes I did see. Chris Benoit and I actually yesterday watched the New Jack episode. And first with Chris and that whole story, I was telling fans on social media, and some didn't get it until they saw the episode, I had uh, mentioned that surreal was not the word for the episode because it's such a heavy topic. and These answers we're not going to know for obvious reasons. But Mm -hmm. I was glad that the episode brought out angles that most people may not think about when you do, and it's not the wrestling side of it and who it was, but like when you had Nancy's sister, his son David represented mm-hmm. him and his sister, and you know what I mean, like the people who were closest to it that have to try to pick up the pieces after something like that happens. What's your thoughts on when you yeah. said, all right, we're going to tackle this? Sorry, what was the question? I asked what, what your thoughts are when you said, all right, we're going to tackle a heavy subject like that, and that's going to be our first episode of the new season. Well, yeah, so, um, you know, ever since we started uh, putting the show together, even even back during season one, you know, we're, we're covering, you know, uh, difficult, uh, controversial, sometimes even true crime epic stories in the world of wrestling. And it's really hard to ignore the Chris Benoit story uh, just within that frame because it's arguably the biggest story that's emerged um, out of wrestling. Um, And, you know, we just felt like it it should be on our radar. And in season one, it was on our radar, but it, it just didn't feel like, we had the access or the street cred or, you know, even just the wherewithal on how to, like, approach it at that time. And I think through the experience of season one and learning a lot about how to approach a show like this um, and also kind of, you know, having more examples to point to once we had finished the, the first season, that allowed us the opportunity, I think, to try and tackle this. And... We really wanted to because we felt like the story was really ripe for rediscovery, um, especially like in a more mainstream way, um, because historically it's always been covered by the news and other outlets 
as more of a sensationalist expose. And we wanted to show kind of the human side of the story and also what became clear to us as we were researching it and talking to the subjects that are, that are in the show is we realized that a lot of the people that were closest to the Benoit family had, that, have, that have been having to reckon with this for, for over a decade, they're also, you know, victims too. And they've gone through so much because they had to kind of suppress their feelings on it and, you know, and in, in processing this tragedy and whether they've been told not to or they just really haven't had that safe platform to do that. And so we felt like that was kind of the way we wanted to approach it. We wanted to approach it through the POV of the people focused to the story. And if we didn't get that, if we didn't have access to that, I don't think the story would have been worth looking at again. Um, and so that was kind of what we wanted to do. And that was made possible by Chavo Guerrero Jr., who was the first person that we contacted and, uh, and, and spoke to about this project. And he was instrumental in sort of um, introducing us to most of the people you see on screen. Well, and I want to move on to the New Jack episode, but you brought up an interesting point there in terms of the POD and everything else. I would think the closest story within the wrestling industry that would come close to it, and you'll cover it later on in the season, is the Jimmy Snooker story. So would you say there were similarities when you think about the issues at hand there? I think there's definitely some themes across both the Ben Moss story and the Snooker story that are similar. Um, it, it, but also I think there's a lot that's different in that mostly the, the, the incident in question in the uh, Snooker story is the death of Snooker's girlfriend and, yeah. um, and, and, and how that was really wasn't much of a story back in 1983 when it happened. And yeah. um, basically existed as kind of rumor mill type, uh, you know, story. like basically it was kind of kept alive by a few people on the Internet and some other publications. And then it wasn't until the 30 years after the fact that the case was completely reinvestigated and new, new evidence and new information was discovered. And so we wanted to look at that story um, and kind of, and kind of chronicle the story of the story, uh, of the hat. And I mean, there are, there are similarities, but at the same time, it's, it's also, I think the thing that's really similar is how we look at cases like this over time. You know, like how we look at the Chris Benoit story in 2007 is completely different, uh, than, than we would have looked at it in 2020. Um, I think there's a lot more known about some of the issues in the case. I, I think just as a culture and society, we look at, mental health issues completely differently, um, and drug issues and things like that. And then with the Snooker story, we, you know, look completely differently um, at, a, at a case, you know, in 1983 that may involve domestic violence, that may involve, it's really like the, the, sadly, unfortunately, the death of a female is, I think, portrayed completely differently now than it was in, in 1983. And so I think it's just interesting to look at both those stories and how, they're investigated and how they're covered journalistically over time. Well, I know we only have a few minutes, but I want to left. But I want to ask about the New Jack episode, and because I was, like I said, sure. got a chance to preview it yesterday, and mm -hmm. some of that can, I found can be heavy as well, because uh, I mm -hmm. knew of New Jack, knew some of his story, and I actually uh, reached 
got the new jack afterwards, I said, man, you know, yeah, we had a little chat about that. But it was like, it's a, it was heavy as well because of, on a different sense, because of the undertones, such as maybe racism, maybe that borderline that was mentioned of criminal, not criminal, with some of the mm-hmm. things that were known about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's on a different level. Not like Chris or Jimmy with their potential murder or murder. You know what I'm saying? There was a different perspective of heaviness with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, new, the, the New Jack episode uh, for us is like, um, was one that like our viewers really wanted us to look into. Um, and it, it wasn't one that we ever really considered on our, on our own at the beginning. And then once we started to really look into it, we found again like like one of the major themes of our show, and that is to kind of look at <clears throat> the blurred line aspect of wrestling, you know, and, and how it's such a singular form of entertainment. And the idea that like you know there's there's so much interweaving between you know wrestling fiction and reality, and where those two collide, and and in this story, you know, it has some of the more disturbing stakes of that where you look at, like, wrestling as a performance and where do you draw the line between, you know, cooperating with your opponent to put on the show or, you know, sort of loosely cooperating with your opponent but going too far to where it maybe becomes assault and it takes a jury to decide that, you know? And so that was an interesting, fascinating area of wrestling that just, you know, isn't really, like, something that people intellectualize that much. So we felt like it was a really interesting avenue to explore um, and also profile just a really provocative, controversial character in wrestling, um, and 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 kind of leave people with their own uh, conclusions as to these in, these instances in, in the ring. Because you know, with New Jack, there are several different examples to where you can kind of um, you know you you can have that debate on on how far is too far. Exactly. Well, folks, go back and watch season one on the man. Also watch the Chris Benoit start of season two, episode one, two-hour special, Dark Side of the Ring, Voice TV. Find it on any of your cable outlets on demand or watch it live on Tuesday evenings. Evan, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, man. Take care. Take care. Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith 
the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shock suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from peewee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. What does everybody want? Hi, I'm former WWE superstar Al Snow, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. <laughs> 